right, everybody. Welcome to the show. Here we are back again. Beautiful Lake Graham, beautiful building behind us. Yeah. Uh, this is the Lake Graham Concessionary. We're going to talk concessionary. We're going to talk today about state lakes here in a few minutes and give you instructions on how to do it. But a lot of them have concessions like this that are really helpful to you. They'll feed you. They'll sell you some good bait and some fishing products and just tell you how great the lake is that they're, that they're working over. But we're going to get into that this show. We've got Tim Broadbent right here back with us. I'm Doug Markham. This is the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency podcast called Tennessee Wildcast. And the reason we can do this is because of Jason Harmon. Well, thank you, Doug. Yeah, thank we you. wouldn't have the show because I cannot put all those things and all those other things that you do. <laughs> all these cords and buttons, and I'll take yeah. care of that as long as you get the interview going. Yeah, we'll get the interview going. We got It's so easy to get interviews at TWRA because we have people like Tim Broadbent who say yes mm-hmm. and they've been doing their job a long time they're really good at it tim was on with us recently we had him back because we only covered part of what we wanted to cover tim is the manager for that don't mean anything to a lot of folks out there but it means he manages all the fisheries the folks that manage all the fisheries in uh, west tennessee in this case because we're over in jackson twa has four regions and uh, four regional offices and a national office tim's in the west tennessee office here in jackson and, uh, Tim, we appreciate you being back on here with us. You're welcome. You're just too full of information that we had to uh, back. We're going to sit here in front of this building for a week. Yeah. <laughs> just tell hey, you, Tim. I'm going to move out there to the water and catch a few fish yeah, before, we, it's, we, before it's over. We are sorry you aren't seeing the lake. It's a beautiful lake with standing timber in it. And we'll talk about lake ground here in a few minutes. It's just too hot out there right now yeah. in the middle of the summer. We were going to use the lake as a background, but I like the shade myself. We would have been melting. <laughs> anyway, listen, um, lot going on you know we're getting pretty close to we're, we're in midsummer, but we're getting pretty close for people that start thinking about hunting seasons not too terribly long from now and mm-hmm. i want to remind everyone you can go ahead and start learning about all the seasons everything's been set everything's set early that's not 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 usual waterfowl turkey deer everything mm-hmm. is set and that's yep. not that's not been the case historically the u.s fish and wildlife service even let us do the waterfowl season this year Go to our website and you can find a one-page summary, and pretty soon the guide will be out there. Right, they're working on that right now and yeah. finishing that up. So. It'll be out there in electronic form. We're going to get out there as early as we can mm-hmm. out there. And you Usually can find we, it on tnwildlife.org. Right, and a lot of other great information. So anyway, all right, you got anything else you want to add? I'm looking forward to learning about some hatcheries. What do you say? I do. I want to talk about, we didn't get on to it last time Tim was here. Uh, we talked a lot about the state lakes that we've got. If you missed that, get still out there right mm-hmm. go watch yep. it go watch it you can learn more about kentucky lake and what's going on over there with crappie and some other things but there are a few issues we didn't hit one issue on kentucky lake i want to bring up and one hatchery that we didn't talk about and then we're going to talk about state lakes tim we're talking about kentucky lake and some issues with crappie and you think they're going to be just fine but there's another issue over there too and that's some contaminant mercury issues what is that well tdec did some work and uh they had been noticing increasing levels in large mouth in bass populations so i think they sampled them since 2010 they they said they need to go back and relook and relook and finally this past year they did uh some tissue samples on largemouth bass on the big sandy embankment on, which is the biggest embankment on kentucky lake uh they found that uh mercury levels exceeded the 0.3 trigger point um so they put a precautionary advisory for largemouth for bass on the big sandy embayment only um, so the, what that means is that uh, children nursing women pregnant women should not eat fish ever during the while during those times uh, for other people one meal a month 
is what they should be limited to. Okay, back up a little. And you may just said it, it. It wasn't because all of a sudden there's more mercury getting in there. It's because TVA went back and changed the levels. Back in the early 2000s, they dropped the level from 0.5 to 0.3. For the warning level. For the warning level, yes. Okay. And uh, when that happened, uh, more waters throughout the state, I think, were brought into this this precautionary statement. And uh, it's unfortunate uh TDEC tells us, and TDEC is the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation, <laughs> they tell us that this is atmospheric mercury, which is caused from burning coal for all these years. This mercury drops out of the atmosphere into the water, uh, into the substrate. Fish, fish eat fish that get the mercury in their flesh, and that causes the elevated levels of mercury in, in bass. Uh, now, there is another area on the Big Sandy. It's called the Springville Bottom, or the West Sandy area behind the levee. In that area, they have a precautionary statement for crappie and bass. That's over our duck area, right? Yes, duck that's in the WMA okay. duck hunting area, yes. And they have it on what, I'm sorry? On bass also? Bass and crappie. Okay. Uh, bass and crappie, so right. be careful what you eat. Right, and on the Big Sandy and Bame, it's just bass. But you said they've just changed the level, so I'm going to say I've been going to Kentucky Lake for 30 years myself. So I've probably been eating fish that were at this level at some time or another, no? Possibly, yeah, possibly. I mean, at the, you know, at the, it's... The, uh, Greg Denton, who was who's the guru on this stuff, he said that uh, there's never been anybody that he's aware of die from mercury poisoning because of eating fish. Right. I mean, they had some mercury stuff in Japan and and uh, in other areas uh, back in the 30s and 40s, but just meat fish. No, there's not even any really health issues. Just that they want to make people aware of it. It's, it's a precautionary advisory. It's not a do not consume advisory, which is what we do have in some reservoirs in East Tennessee. Okay. All right. For not probably not for mercury reasons, for other related well, PCB, yeah, chlorine, things like that. Okay. We have Wood Reservoir in Middle Tennessee. It's got PCBs on the catfish, and what I I don't want to get too deep into a scientist thing, but I I always thought that the at least the PCBs were in catfish because so many tissues, fatty tissues in the catfish. But this is different since it's in game fish, right? Right. It's apparently mercury doesn't bioaccumulate in catfish okay it does in your in your game fish interesting yeah it, and to tell you the truth it's the first time crappie has caused a concern in all the waters they've ever tested uh on the behind the levee and apparently mercury becomes more prevalent with low dissolved oxygen areas and in wetland areas which is exactly what you have in the west sandy doesn't, west sandy doesn't move much right no, it's just kind of no. still stale and, and there was some concern about they discharged a lot of water out of the west sandy Duck, the duck hunter at Springville Bottom into the lake, and mm-hmm. this is not in the water column; it's in the sediment. So it's it's okay. Not not something you need to be concerned. About. You're not freaking out too much about it, are you? you don't seem no, to no, not really. Like like you say, it's probably been around a long time. All right, okay, all right. You also have uh, you have great fishery over here. Last show you told us you had 141,000. Six hundred forty-six thousand acres. Don't mess me up. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll make you bigger. Anyway, I didn't realize it. I've always thought of is is this area of the state of having. It makes sense that you do, but having not as much water as most of the other state. But when you throw in parts of the Cumberland River and a whole lot of the Tennessee River, it really adds up. But you have. Um, Anyway, you have a lot of water to cover. I started to go somewhere else with that. But you have a lot of water to cover. Sometimes you need a, a hatchery to help you out a little bit, right? At times, we, of course, I think we talked about the last show, is that we had issues with sauger, and we've stocked sauger the last five years below and below Pickwick Dam, and our Humboldt hatchery raises those fish. We collect the brood fish, take them to Humboldt, they spawn them, uh, get the fingerling fish, and restock them. Okay, tell us about Humboldt. That's where I want to go. What Humboldt is the one hatchery in 
West Tennessee. Yes, it's and the we only have, hatchery. what, eight or nine across the state, ten maybe across the state. Yeah, that's your call. Yeah, it's in here somewhere. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, but you got one there. What does Humboldt raise? Humboldt raises nearly everything. We we hold trout for our winter trout stocking program. Cool. We yeah. have bluegill and catfish for our state lakes we stock. We have Florida largemouth bass. We have. Do you uh, have a dedicated pond or area for Florida largemouth? Yes, there okay. is a new building, believe it or not, that was just it's just recently. Well, it's not quite completed yet. We're going to be uh, raising broodfish there and spawning Florida largemouth bass. So we can have a contained program in Tennessee. We won't depend on Florida, Louisiana, or Texas to get our Florida bass. So we'll be able to get them from from Tennessee and be more, I guess, a little more sure of what we're going to get each year all right that's good okay. that is good and what else i interrupted you there uh catfish i think did i mention catfish black nose black crocket we stock in our state lakes um we don't do striped bass or hybrids although it's a possibility we raise alligator gar to stock in uh to try to reestablish those native fish in tennessee uh in the hatchie river uh and how are they doing i interrupted you again but how are those how are the gar doing in the hatchie river <sighs> We're not really sure. We don't collect a lot of them, so we're not. We we have seen some skeletons of alligator gar at some of the camps along the Hatchie River, um, but we're not. We don't see them in our sampling surveys. Okay. Do people catch those alligator gar? How do they, how do you catch one of those? You see that a lot. Gar, uh, very very not very often caught by anglers. Uh, they're very prevalent on our major reservoirs. They don't not a lot of people, but a lot of bow anglers. We'll shoot them. Got you. And uh, so I'm not exactly. They're really neat fish. They're fun to watch feed. They're like a big submarine, and they, but they're quick. Once they decide what they want to do, they're it's really quick. I have caught gar, not not the alligator gar, but I have caught gar on rod and reel gear. And I and somebody asked me that question the other day, and I've never used the method, but they use some kind of pantyhose method to cast for. <laughs> oh, catch their teeth because the teeth get caught yeah. in them. And then, of course, they're men eaters, but it's just hard to set that hook if one ever bites that hard mouth that they got. But these alligator gar, if you ever get they monsters. monsters. Yeah. Do you yeah. use your pantyhose for that? <laughs> no, but uh-huh. don't, don't tell my wife. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's just what I heard. Uh, all right. So, so you raise that, and anything else? Anything? Um, oh, no, I'm missing something. Hunter, Hunter Henley, who's the, who's the man, manager at Humboldt. He's been he, there a long time, right? He's been there a, been over 20 years. And yep. He's uh he'll kill me. I'm sure I'm missing something, but I usually leave out all up to Hunter because he's a fantastic employee. Does a great job. All right, basically a warm water hatchery though, except for a holdover trout for the winter stuff. Yes. And and so you got ponds there, and and he's if you've never seen a hatchery worker work, they're workers now. Yes. And in the summertime, not only are they raising fish, they're cutting about 900 acres of grass all yeah. the time, or trimming, or doing something. It's a it's a hard job. The hatchery managers are, are pretty much owned by it. It's like owning your own convenience store almost. Yes, you just don't ever get to come. Hunter gets so busy in April and May and June. He's just stocking fish. They're constantly on the run, and uh, he's he's really bad about. He's not bad. He's he's such a hard worker. He doesn't he hate to ask for help, but he'll. I've told him this year. You got to ask for help. So he did this year, and we were able to give him some help this year and make things a little easier on him. No. He is such a good worker. Good deal. And the hatcheries work together some from across the state, from the agency yeah. hatcheries from time to time. And and uh, it's all interesting how that works. But there's always that goal and hope to get more hatchery space. And I don't know if Humboldt is going to ever get bigger, but that you have this Florida largemouth building coming on, that's a good thing. Oh, it's the actually the hatchery is probably, I will say, as far as pond space, I want to say at least four times bigger than it used to be. Oh, they, wow. they, they've got a new area. They call they call Annex One, Annex Two, and then this new area they've got 
so many ponds that are able to do so many different things, hold fish, and it's it's grown a lot in the last five years. Okay. All right. Well, Middle Tennessee, uh, where I'm more familiar, has Normandy hatchery, and, and it's a nice hatchery, and Springfield hatchery. Those are our warm water hatcheries in that part of the world, and those guys just work all the time, yep. guys and gals work all yep. the time. All right, Tim, let's talk about uh, State Lakes. And I, I'll tell the folks, you can look on page 24 and, and 25 in the guide and learn more than what we're going to tell you today. But I, I want everyone to understand that in addition to the 146,000 acres of water over here, of these big waters, this is the area that's most crowded with state lakes. Uh, Middle Tennessee's got quite a few, but West Tennessee, you guys are blessed with. And it was on purpose to strategically put lakes out there so people can find them. Because while you have the big river, there's a lot of spaces there where you don't have stuff. Right. And so y'all have a lot of state lakes over here. And just want to ask Tim to give us some information about each of those. And I know you haven't gone and studied every one of them, Tim, and researched. You've been on the big lakes all these years. But we get, we're sitting in front of one that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is an outstanding lake. This is Lake Graham. It's got standing timber in it. Tell us a little bit about it. It's in Jackson, Tennessee. It was named after former commissioner, John Graham. Uh, I was impounded probably before I started work in the early 80s, I guess. But it's a good, got a good crappie fishery. I talked to Nathan Warden, who's a manager here. He's another highly professional worker and very knowledgeable of all the state lakes. And he said crappie was really good this year. Bass fishing's good. It's got a 14, 18 inch slot limit on bass with one over 18. Um, catfish is also good fishing here at Lake Graham. Is it because you're right here? Does it get a little more, a little more attention from our agency because it's sitting your office? We're looking at the Region One office right above the hill, Lake Graham. Get a little more loving, or see them all, all of them the same way? I think we treat them all pretty equally. They're they're all important to the people who live around them. So right. we try to make sure we keep it mowed, keep it well-maintained, um, stock fish when we need to, and conduct our spring and fall sampling surveys to determine what how the fish population respond to our management strategies. This is, uh, I don't think there's any lakes, state lakes, TWA lakes in Middle Tennessee. We call them family fishing lakes. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any in Middle Tennessee that has standing timber. What, what's the deal with the standing timber here? I think it was just something new to try and see how it worked out. Uh, I'm not sure it's been the best thing. Uh, I've talked to Bobby about that but and Dave Rizzuto, but uh, it does provide a lot of cover for fish, but it also scatters the fish. doesn't really concentrate them in one spot for the angler. Uh, I think the state lakes crews have put some fisher tractors on our state lakes to try to concentrate fish more to put the fish and the angler in the same area. Family fishing lake, and there's a reason for that. This is These things, these lakes go from something like 30 acres up to 500-plus acres. And they call them family fishing lakes because you can bring Tucker out here and not worry about being run over by a personal watercraft yeah. or a skier. Or, you can't go fast on these yeah, lakes. It's a no wake. No wake. Yeah. This is a no wake lake, but it can have big motors. This particular lake can, right? Yeah, all of them can. You just can't open it up. You can't get on plane. It's just, and that's exactly like the reason. We want a, a safe area for you to bring your kids and your family and just enjoy things. You can't have a pontoon boat. Can't have jet skis. Can't come out here and kayak just a kayak or uh, canoe. Or yeah, can you? you can. Can you? Okay. Uh, but not yet. Well, that's sort of a thing now. I'm not sure they, they want you to be fishing. Um, can't swim. Uh, can't ski, obviously, since you can't be on plane. But uh, it's 
they're just fantastic lakes for families. Okay, and you manage them a lot. Are we managing them? And I'm going to go down a list of some of them. And, and again, look at page 25 and get the size of them and what's in them and all that. It seems like over here in West Tennessee, you're doing a lot of big bass management. There's other things in these lakes we'll talk about, but it seems important to to Region 1, to your style of management, to try to get some big bass in these lakes. Yeah, that's been a request of bass anglers throughout throughout West Tennessee is provide more quality fisheries. And we have 14 to 18-inch slots on three lakes, and we have a 18 to 24-inch slot on two lakes. So we're, that's a big fish. Yes, that's a big fish. One fish over 24 and one fish over 18 is all you're allowed on those lakes, but and they're five-fish krill limits. But we do have several lakes that have no krill limit, no length limits at all. Really, it, that's part of what the state lake system does. You can look at them and, and pick your style of fishing. Right. And and then if you want to go catch a big bass, give it a try, you can do that. I have friends come out of Nashville over to these lakes, and they just love them. They yeah. make sure they come over here every single year to fish the West Tennessee lakes. Uh, in the guide, one of them says it's closed right now. Carroll Lake, or right. is it still closed? It is. We're getting close. Where you've got the, the vendor has the, the bid for the gates to re, be replaced. Of course, it was the gates were damaged beyond repair during a, a flood back in 2011, I believe, and just we had to take the gates out. The thing's dry now. But right now, once the gates get in, we're going to spray. A bunch of willow trees are growing in the bottom of the lake. We're trying to kill that vegetation. And uh, we'll restock uh, bluegill and catfish in the fall and bass in the spring of 2017 and we hopefully we can uh open that thing up to fishing in two or three years following that okay be here before you know it be here before the, you know the fish grow pretty good once you do that it's right? very popular lake around mckenzie you see yourself changing um your style of management on carroll lake when you do that we, will it become a more bass a bigger bass style lake or are you going to probably keep it like it is or too early to tell too early to tell right now. We have to look and see how things respond from our stocking program. Okay. We had a lake over here somewhere, one of the lakes a few years ago, where at a, you always get those rumors that start every year. Tim, you've heard them probably since you've been here, that TWA stocked up the world record smallmouth or the world record largemouth or you name it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but you really did stock up the state record largemouth bass, even larger than what it is right now, correct? Yes, it was 16 pounds, 15 ounces, nearly 17-pound bass. and released back in the water we thought we'd see a huge increase in pressure at browns but it didn't happen is that is that where it is browns creek browns lone natchez trace right okay. it's uh it was uh quite a i think it was shocking for the guys shocking so. it would have been for me <laughs> <laughs> and it was a it was a monster fish all right that's an old fish i wonder if it's still out there i don't know what are the chances are you caught the biggest one in that whole lake oh uh, there's more i'm sure there's more all right and, and browns where's where browns creek lake it's on natchez trace south of interstate 40 and it's one of them with that 18 to 24 inch slot right. slot limit and that means what again you can keep fish under 18 and one fish more than 24 any fish caught between 18 and 24 you have to release all right what about crappie generally in our lakes is it frowned upon or do we have some lakes where we manage a lot for crappie well like graham here is stock the crappie her parsons has quite a few crappie we crappie tend to do they send to overcrowd very easily in small bodies of water so we don't really manage for crappie in a lot of lakes but uh, once they become established we try to help them out we have eight inch size limit on two lakes and a 10 inch size limit on two or three lakes i think on as far as state lakes go but uh and like i said lake ground's known for crappie catfish and also uh bass is is very popular here also 
Okay. All right. Um, all right. Coy Gaither. Well, pardon me. That's in my area. What? What is? Uh, is Garrett Lake over here? Yes. Okay. Where is Garrett Lake? Garrett Lake is north of Gleason, um, forty-five minutes or so. It's. We have two lakes that uh, a permit's not required. That's Garrett and Whiteville. I did not know that. Yeah, those two lakes we don't have. We don't have to have a permit to fish them, but you have to have a fishing license, obviously. Oh, okay. Uh, we don't provide a lot of facilities there, um, but they are popular areas. And, that, and that's one thing you bring it up. I'm glad you said that. We might have mentioned it last show or the start of this one. We're sitting in front of a concession that sells bait, and, and you can buy licenses here, right? Right. So you need that's another thing you need to be prepared of. I, you just sort of mentioned it, but in Nashville, this the lake I just mentioned, Corey Bedford, mm-hmm. Bedford Lake, don't sell licenses at that place. So you need to know before you go, correct? Right. And and take care of your license issues. But in this particular case, if they have concessions, they'll take care of you right We now. have four lakes that are concessions. So, yeah, they just, and they're, they are listed in the guide. Okay. All right. And there's also the honor system there. I noticed on the sign behind you that for getting your permits, if you're not open, I guess, there's an yeah, honor right. system for that. Right. Okay. Tell me about Whiteville Lake. I've, I've never seen Whiteville Lake. Uh, Whiteville Lake. Uh, smaller lake, pretty old. It's uh, very near Memphis. Yeah. It's in, as is uh, Glen Springs and Herb Parsons. Uh, it's heavily used. Um, because of the population over yeah, there, Yeah, just because right? it's near Memphis. Okay. All right, and Herb Parsons a little bit on that? Right. Okay. It's Herb Parsons is, uh, we have a manager. Of course, it's a concessionaire lake along with Glen Springs. And uh, Herb Parsons has got some management issues. We have white bass and gidder shad, or yellow bass and uh, gidder shad in the lake, which are not great for a small impoundment. And we're dealing with those issues and the competition between bass and crappie as far as food availability goes. All right, and then you have a lake that over here, Tim, and I might be putting you on the spot there, that's not, I'm not sure it's an agency lake, but it's one that we just built a few years ago, and it, or maybe... Thousand Acre Lake. Thousand Acre Lake. Yeah, yeah. What, what is a Thousand Acre Lake? It's south of McKenzie and Huntington. Uh, it's a county lake. How big lake. is it? <laughs> it's a Thousand Acre Lake. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a big lake yeah, for and, us. And yeah. part of it's for... for Fishing and fishing and boating and things and other part is fishing. Only. And that is an exception. Is that our lake or is that no. belongs to the county? Belongs to the county. But we've given them some management help on it. We have and we've stocked fishing it for them and it's uh, it's run by the county. We don't have any personnel there that would run the lake and they take care of all the maintenance and everything. There. It, it seems like it's popular. I know I talked to Gary Mason some who's who helps the um, Bethel fishing team right. and they go over there and, and do some practicing on that lake and catch great big fish out of it on the half that you can fish yeah and that is it it's not our lake but that is a lake where, where it's divided kind of almost down the middle right fishing well, i on think one you half fish the whole thing just that you can't run a boat gotcha. wide open on the whole thing so. okay thank you that's yeah. that's correct so uh so give it a try sometime i haven't seen it yet i need to go check out yeah it has a separate fee uh from plus fishing license you have to have so and we should have started this at the very beginning tim it's my fault what are the general requirements on most lakes general requirements uh are permits required on all state lakes except for whiteville and garrett uh for the ages of 16 to 64 plus okay. a fishing license you have a sportsman's or a lifetime license you don't have to have a permit out-of-state people the same regulations apply you have to have a permit and out-of-state fishing license all right and as far as you can bring your own boat or a lot of sure. them you can rent boats on. Yeah. this this lake you can rent them on i think i think all our concessionaire lakes have boat rental life jackets plugs uh paddles just you know whatever you want to use on them uh 
we have rental boats on some lakes that are not concessionaires also. But in the guide, there's a table that shows what's, what is available at each lake. Can you see that, Jason? I'm a long way from it, but yeah, it's on page 24. Bit. And it does tell you all. It really needs to be looked at before you yes, go yes. so that you can understand it. You can call ahead of time. You can see the size of the, of the lakes on this particular chart. Um, lake ground, 500 acres. So this is a pretty big lake as they go here. Uh, Gibson County Lake, 560 acres. Garrett Lake, 183 acres. So you see the sizes really, really change. Browns Lake, 167. Browns Creek Lake, 167 acres. Uh, Whitefall Lake, 158 acres. So they really vary in the size. Yeah, we just put a new boat ramp at Browns, which was really, very badly needed. So it's it's a lot better than it used to be. Pretty good pressure on some of them. Yeah, some of them. They're not as nothing like Kentucky or Barkley or Pickwick, but quite a bit of fishing pressure. Some guys are just that's where they go. That's they don't care about anything else but going to Browns. I have one guy who calls me all the time about Browns. How good the fishing is over there. Do we stock trout in any of them in the wintertime? Yeah, Lake Graham has a. We block it off with a block net right here in this big cove over here. And uh, trout are stocked there in December and January. It's very heavily fished for them. We have uh, the pond, the McKenzie City Pond in, in McKenzie, obviously, stocked with trout. Uh, I'm sure there's some more than like some of the Lexington lakes, the, the Beach River Watershed Authority lakes. I want to ask you about those. Yeah. I was going there. Yeah, they, they get, there's the one in the, the, big, the big one there in Lexington gets stocked with trout. What, tell me about those lakes. Those aren't TWA. T- where are they again? Those are not TWA lakes, right? No, they're scattered around Henderson County. Uh, I don't know how many exactly there are. There's several, and they're beautiful lakes. Who owns them? The Beach River Watershed. The Authority. Beach River Watershed. Uh-huh. Is that the one that's got a pin or pin oak lake? Or am I yes, thinking of, yes, 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 pin lake. Pin, pin lake. Oak, pin oak lake, I think. There's several uh, right there around Lexington. How do you find out more about them? Are they? I don't remember them listed in here, but you can go to the website the beach river watershed authority I website heard, yeah, do it folks i mean i hope you learn about these lakes but i've heard so many things about the the beach say it again beach beach river watershed. beach river i'm sorry i'm being slow but i did not know that but i've heard fishermen just friends that say have you ever been down to Penn lake or Penn oak lake and and fished them and they really have a great time down yeah, there they're lakes. beautiful lakes huh i have to try those sometimes do you know if there's if they're fee to go to those stuff I do not. Okay. All right. We'll I'm sure they're probably. Go to the website. Yeah. Any other surprises, Tim? Is there Are there any other water surprises over here? Maybe a river, uh, a smaller river or, or system of creeks that are that are worth a trip over here? Well, we have Hatchie River, of course, which is our only scenic river in West Tennessee, and it's uh, very popular for catfish. In certain parts of it, you catch crappie and bluegill, but catfish is very popular on the Hatchie. Um and the Hatchie, I crossed it the other day going to, I was going over to Collierville. Is mm-hmm. that about where it is, closer yeah. to Memphis? It's Brownsville, Brownsville to, you know, Covington, Brownsville, and Bolivar, that area. Okay. It runs from Mississippi, again, flows north. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little backwards over here. We are. Yeah, <laughs> but, Cumberland uh, and the Tennessee, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you have to talk to God about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so ha- anything other than the hatchet? Uh, just uh, our state lakes, just like you've mentioned all along, they're just beautiful little lakes. and They are. They're fun to fish, and they get not abundant pressure, but if you want to go somewhere and get off by yourself, they're a good place to go. And, and, and I'm sorry. Well, ahead. I was going to say, you know, free fishing day just passed us, but uh, do you stock a lot of these lakes for free fishing day and have special events at these lakes? For- we have uh, several lakes, Herb Parsons, Graham, uh, Carroll Lake used to before it went dry. But we now uh, there's probably 
a bunch of lakes. We had over 40 uh, free fishing day events, events in West That's Tennessee. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, and it's incredible how many kids. So we had a little, it was a little down this year because of the weather, but. With the 100 degree day? Yeah, 100 yeah. degree day. And a lot, of those, a lot of those fish come from Humboldt, I'm right, sure. Right, right. And I want to remind everybody, free fishing day is over this year, but it'll be back. And mm-hmm. it'll be back here before you know it. They keep coming. And it's it's uh, it's an odd date. It's not the second Saturday in the month. It's the first Saturday after the I mean the first Saturday after the first Monday. Right. Why it's that I don't know. Legislator. Yeah. <laughs> that made sense to somebody. But it'll be back next year and we'll let you know. And it's a great time to go to whatever lake you want to because on that day no permits are needed, no licenses are needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you got to follow the regulations though. You can't come out there and catch what's not not allowed any other time yeah we provide catfish we stock catfish in all these lakes we give we provide prizes for the kids that catch the most fish the biggest fish things like that and when we try to give every kid something before we leave because it's we want to attract people to fishing okay and i want to know catfish since you're on it these lakes most of these lakes get stocked by catfish yes. every year anyway period right yes humboldt and whoever Either chandler blue it's recently it's been channel because they've been the easiest we've had and um yeah all of them all Ten lakes get stocked with catfish. All right. And uh, when you go out and look at these things, I come here and I think, could this lake, which is a 500, it's a big lake, but I think with the pressure on it, can it continue to be a good fishing lake? And they are. Absolutely. Right? With our management strategies, I think we can maintain it. If you can make real foot in Kentucky Lake as good as you have, I know you can do stuff <laughs> like doing great ground. Anyway, Tim, you're a great interview. Appreciate you. all your time. Yeah, and, thank you. And look for Tim in the future. We're going to get him out on some of our Facebook talking about some stuff. And, um, and just watch for all our biology. Just want to get some of your other guys on there, too, okay? okay. All right. Tim Broadbit has been our guest. Jason? All right, folks. You can watch, listen at tmwildlife.org. And, and also contribute. Uh, send us your uh, photos of your outdoor experiences. Uh, just out hunting, fishing, whatever. Just hashtag those photos, TN Wildlife, or hashtag TN Trophy Room. And, and they'll end up on our tag board and share them with everybody in Tennessee. We're getting some cool stuff out there. See you next week, everybody. Y'all have a good one.